0: Hello, how's it going?
1: Are you talking to me or are you just, no, I'm talking to just you? checking levels on the No, mic? I'm not checking. Like, I can see the levels. are fine. Uh,
0: is there a little bit of peeking? Are we peeking? Be- okay. Yeah, you're peeking if you do that. Should we start again? I don't know. Oh, you <laughs> turn the game way the fuck up. You don't want to go past half. Do you want to start again or do you want to leave it like this? Because this is pretty good stuff. Why well, you do whatever you want. People will notice when I turn the gain down. They'll be like, "Oh, now I can actually listen to this." Okay, fine. Um, yeah, man, what's up? Not much. Just looking across the microphone at you, wearing your personal, personal branded road trip T-shirt. Yeah, my brother designed these things. I know. It's a you know the design's pretty good. Yeah, it's but it it just seems like a lot of effort
1: for. Yeah, I mean, whatever makes you happy. It's a comfy shirt that I wear on, like, like today's a casual day. Like, I, I took two showers today. The second shower, this is the shirt that comes on after the second shower. You took shower. two showers today? Yeah, I got up in the morning. Did you keep
0: them, did you keep them grand total of under five
1: minutes? Yeah, I tried to. I, like, I take two and a
0: half on each? Oh,
1: uh, maybe not. Maybe, like, seven minutes total. Like so you're going to skip the shower? Uh, I, okay, I'll try and take a faster shower tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, no, this morning I got up, drove all the way out to Stockton... To watch my roommate compete in a cheerleading competition, all the time being very grateful that I'm not competing in a cheerleading competition anymore. Um, Speaking of which, I'm supposed to give a shout-out to uh, my roommate's girlfriend and my awesome friend, Katie Franco. She's not a climber, but for some reason she listens to our podcast and asks for a shout-out. So, Katie Franco, you're amazing. I just want you to know that. Um, I imagine she listens to our podcast based on pure,
0: just, like, verbal spam from you about it. That could be
1: true. I'm not denying that that's a possibility. Just like. But so as I went there, and then I came back and played a very intense game of broomball, which I think it's a New England-y thing. Um, they do it everywhere, but it's a New england thing. It's basically hockey on sneakers with a broom, and there's a place in Palo Alto where you can do it, and it was a lot of fun. We, it's a smaller rink. We used to be a rink in Belmont that we go to, um, but that one shut down. So now we go to this one in Palo Alto. It's expensive but hilariously fun. I think I played intramural broomball once in college. It's a, I wear a ski helmet and gloves, but then I don't wear any pads because I feel like any more pads I'm going to be more aggressive than I already am. And I already like go after like I try and like if if I'm not I, so I play goalie a lot. But if I'm not playing goalie, my goal is to slide on every play, like just like end up on the ground, like using my body to stop the ball or check so, like you know check the ball out somebody's something. Like, I don't want to hit people, but I will like. Use my size. I have one advantage. It's the fact that I'm fat. So it's like, like,
0: I don't wanna hit people, but if I do something and someone has
1: to be happens to be there, you know, so be it. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, be, you gotta use your weight if you're fat. Like that's the that's the thing. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm just gonna jump right in. Welcome to the South Beta Podcast, one man's journey to untangle the knot that is the climbing community with his uh, awesome co-host, who occasionally knows the answers to his climbing-related questions. And which man is it that's trying to untangle this knot? Okay, so I'm Zach, and I'm the one who has no idea what the hell I'm doing, and you are? Evan. Who occasionally knows the answers to my I questions. I sometimes know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, the, the odds of you knowing what you're doing in the climbing world is significantly higher than me knowing what I'm doing. Though Fair enough. Though I have gotten at least two of our bets right so far, even though one was not a bet. Oh, yeah, you got one bet
0: right, and that was about a movie. But a climbing-related movie. What was movie? the other one? The Dean Potter thing. Oh, yeah, which was about base jumping.
1: Yeah, but it's still related to climbing. Okay.
0: I don't, I don't believe that base jumping is actually related to climbing. Um, you know. so That's like saying biking is related to swimming. They're both cardio. They're both part. They're both cardio. They're both part
1: of a triathlon, but they're not actually. Well, I think Dean Potter is a phenomenally well-known climber. Wasn't he the first guy to do Heaven? I don't even know what Heaven is. Okay, so Heaven is a climb in Yosemite. It's Uh I think it's a in the twelve range, Um, and there was a really the reason why I know it is there was a really cool uh, commercial for a web hosting company called Squarespace. Uh huh. Um, and they it was filmed by Jimmy Chen, who is somebody I really look up to. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Alex Honnold free soloed it, but I think Dean Potter was the one who first sent it.
0: I mean, I think Dean Potter is pretty well known in the climbing community, but but you know, honestly, a lot of what Dean Potter is well known for is for doing things that are a little bit
1: controversial. What do you mean by controversial?
0: Like, as in, he got in trouble with uh, environmental agencies, the national parks, and stuff like that for doing stuff that wasn't legal and that he thought he could get away with. Yeah. Um, and I know that he, you know, ran into some trouble with certain things is the solo of the delicate arch in Arches National Park in Utah was one of them, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it created a lot of controversy. Which is not to say he's you know wasn't a phenomenal climber, way way better climber and than I ever will be. Um, but nonetheless, like I think you know if you're talking about the most well known climbers, I don't think he was ever quite up there with some of the other guys that are out
1: around these days. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, the, before I get too far outside of whack of what we're talking about today, just a little intro. I think today we're going to talk about some indoor lead stuff. I don't have a ton of research done on this, so this is probably be like lead part, you know, zero one or something like that, like really early on, and we'll probably end up doing some more. But there are a couple of interesting things that have come up for lead climbing with me. I'm not doing a ton of it, uh, but I, I'd like to do more, and I'd like to – I have some questions. I feel, I feel nervous when I do it. Um, specifically because of of weight issues, and uh, I have taken some steps to kind of change that and um, you know interested to talk to you about kind of one how somebody normally would get into it because I got into it a weird way, and then how um, you know how to maybe to compensate for some of the weight issues and get myself feeling a little bit more comfortable when I go to do it, and then also maybe some advice on how to pick a partner because there are some people who you should climb with and people who you shouldn't climb with, and maybe we can find a good way for for helping people choose good partners,
0: it's a, I mean that's a tough question, but well, we can we can explore. We'll, we'll chat about
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, first first couple of things from from PG. One friction series coming up, man. You excited? Well, I mean, the end of friction series is coming up. So, what is the what is the series part of it? Do like people have to compete at all three in order to, to qualify for the finals?
0: No, you can qualify for the finals from all three, and we are going to crown a series champion this year, which is the person who scored the most points across all three
1: comps. Interesting. And this is a first? This is new. Okay. Uh, Friction series includes San Francisco, Belmont, and Sunnyvale, but it doesn't include Portland? It does not include Portland. That seems a bit of a stretch. I don't know.
0: What do you mean you don't know? I think, like, it's it's on the West Coast. It's drivable. It's, like, what is it, like 10 hours, 12 hours to Portland? It's, like, yeah, or 11. I think 11. I think you're right in the middle of that. 11 hours? Yeah. That sounds about right. Three hours from Portland. I think of it being 14 to Seattle and three hours from Portland to Seattle. sounds about right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, man, it's it's drivable, yes, but it's not like uh, this is a World Cup or anything. It's... (laughs) Excuse me. Gesundheit. Just like your one from the last episode, I'm saving it. Yeah. Well, there might be more than one this episode. (laughs) Bring it on. The allergy season is finally kicking in, although I'm in no way complaining since I managed to make it... Since my allergies started about mid-December last year, the fact that I'm making it to, like, end of March, April, before they're really kicking in, no complaints.
1: I think I'm actually suffering from it this year, too, which is odd. Like, I don't normally, and this year I feel... Some of the allergy stuff coming back.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So in any case,
0: the Bay Area local friction series, um, you know, is is gonna end. We we had the first competition in Belmont uh, in February. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, earlier this month we had the San Francisco. It was actually this past weekend, a week ago today. Yeah, I was in Colorado. And then uh, the last one will be in Sunnyvale. On the
1: sixth. Yep, May the sixth.
0: May the sixth be with you.
1: May the fourth be with you. We have uh, <laughs> that that whole weekend is gonna be uh, gonna be an interesting one for me. Um, I'm going to so I have hack day here at the office where I haven't figured out my project yet, but I'm organizing it and that's Thursday Friday, uh, and then on Saturday we're doing a hundred mile bike ride, which will be an adventure and I have not been training nearly well enough, so that'll be an adventure. Hey man, all you gotta do is keep going. No, I mean, I, I've done it on 30 minutes of training. Like, I, I went out, hopped on my bike, did 30 minutes of training, and then went out and biked 100 miles the next weekend. Um, you know, and that, that I survived, but yeah. I'm excited. I, I'm getting a new bike. I'm getting it's a bike from uh, from Massachusetts. Okay. Handmade, handmade in Massachusetts. Seven cycles. Uh, Never heard of them. Okay, it's interesting. Nobody's doing what I wanted. Like I had to I actually had to get a custom bike because Nobody's doing what I wanted. I wanted like a metal frame with disc brakes in a racing geometry And nobody's doing that. Anyways, I digress. So anyways, that was gonna be fun. So I'm gonna miss the, the friction. We can talk about this later. Yeah. But I like, the whole point was like, um, I'm going to miss Friction Series. I've am going to missed every single one. I was out for the first one, Belmont, I wasn't around. Last one, I was in Colorado. And the next one, I'm going to be riding this uh, bike ride. So sadly, I'm not going to get a t shirt this year. You nope. failed to prioritize Friction Series in your life? You know, honestly, like Friction Series is awesome, but there's so many people there and it's so hard to climb. And like, as someone who cares a little bit more about the climbing and a little bit less about, I don't know, whatever Friction Series is, like, it, I just have a lot of fun. It's a fun. big party for our members, essentially. Yeah.
0: Um, that's the idea. I was talking to someone yesterday who was like, I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm like, well, you know what? Come, Boulder, hang out, and uh, get to watch the Friction Series finals. Because I think that's... The finals is fun. Watching that's the, the, the most fun, fun part, is watching the finals. And I will say that we have live-streamed the finals. Oh, really? Is it going to be live-streamed this year? Live streamed on Instagram, the finals, at uh, both uh, Belmont and San Francisco, so it will probably happen again.
1: Okay, what... So I have to follow you on Instagram. By you, do you mean Planet Granite? Yeah, Planet Granite. Yes. Okay, I'll follow you on Instagram and then look for the it's live like stream. following
0: me on Instagram will not help you. What What time are the finals? Uh, it should be around
1: 4.15, maybe a little bit later than that for uh, Sunnyvale. Okay, so I will have to work on trying to finish my bike ride before then... So I can watch the live stream. Uh, We'll do that. Solid. What color is the t-shirt this year? Purple. Like like a light purple or like a really... Oh, man. I'm going to have to find a way to get one. Purple is my color. I coach at San Francisco State. Purple is a color. I have a purple pen in my hand right now. You do. I can confirm that is true. That is the truth. Uh, Okay. So, another thing that happened... uh, (laughs) Sorry, right after the Friction Series, there's this thing that, I, that I've heard about. Apparently, there's a trophy uh, for the staff competition. Yeah. Gotta-
0: I mean, like, it's kind of an excuse to bring the staffs from all three of our Bay Area gyms together to hang out. And anyone who's in town from Portland is welcome as well, of course. Um, to I- have them have to hang out and get to get to climb together and have some fun and have a little friendly competition.
1: So, uh, how friendly is it? Because I hear, I hear some, some crap being talked about, some shit. there Golf is the explicit ranging? There know. is some shit talking, but I, it's all in good fun. So, are you going
0: to be Nick I think or the what? shit talking, there's a lot of shit talking directed at me, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Having, having been a, a uh, climber for Sunnyvale for four years, and now I'm going to be on the Belmont side of things. Well, I
1: feel like there are a couple people who are on the Belmont side who were not on the Belmont side last year. Yeah, like, two. You and Mariah? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Question, though. Like, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth I hear between you and Nick. No. Okay. To you about Nick. I mean, a little bit. Are you going to kick Nick's butt? Like, what's going on here?
0: I don't know. It depends. Because it's all about, I mean, Nick is a better rock climber than I am. uh, Especially in terms of, like, difficulty stuff. Um... And, but that of course is dependent on him being in shape and able to climb. And even off the couch, he's kind of better than me as a boulderer, but uh, in recent years, like maybe the last like two ish years, he's pretty much retired from climbing. And uh, every time he gets excited and he decides he's going to go climb, he jumps on the wall, cl- pulls really hard for about uh, ten minutes, and then his finger hurts, and he stopped climbing
1: again for another five months. So the question is, do you think he stopped climbing and retired, or just started to have a family and had more responsibilities? I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. I know for he's sure. Looking, he's, he's looking very svelte. Like, I will say, he's looking
0: very svelte. Well, he's been training for jiu-jitsu. Yes. And uh, he went and competed in some uh, tournament down in L.A., um, and... Uh, Got the competitive juices flowing from that, so we'll see how he does uh, climbing at the competition. He may not even climb. We'll, we'll
1: see. Oh wow! Oh wow! Calling him out, Nick. If you're listening to this, don't don't let Evan call you out like that and not show up. I mean, I'm sure he'll be there. No, man. Ev- like, don't if let. It's Evan- up to him whether he wants to climb or not. I liked it. I like the shit talking here. Who do you who do you think who do you think? Uh, who do you think has, like, the strongest chance to win this year? Between the three gyms? Between
0: the three gyms. I have no idea. No idea. I mean, Sunnyvale has a much bigger group of climbers. Okay. And it's at their gym. So, in the end, it sounds like they're more likely to win just from that. that. Why does at their gym? Oh, because the features on the wall are somewhere?
1: No, it's because it's... They all live close to that one. So So the commute time is lower. Yeah. So the commute is a huge factor in this, is what you're telling me. It
0: has been in the past. Okay. I mean, like, uh, when we have, like, a staff comp for bouldering and it's in San Francisco, there's always more San Francisco staff members. And then the last few times there's been a, like, rope staff comp in Sunnyvale, there have been, like,
1: three people from San Francisco. Oh, so people don't make it. Yeah, people don't make it, period. Okay, well, this is a call-out to all the people who are in San Francisco. Come down. Represent. Don't let uh, Sunnyvale just win it, even though Sunnyvale's my home gym. But don't let Sunnyvale just win it, man. Come here, and, like, let's establish dominance. And So this is a rope thing. Uh, it's got to
0: be. It's, we're going to be climbing the same routes from Friction Series. Okay. And we're going to score points just the same as anyone else would. And is it top rope and
1: lead, or is it all lead? It's are-
0: exactly the same
1: as Friction Series okay. for the members. I the last time I went to Friction Series was like 3 years ago. Okay.
0: Uh, the open level climbs and maybe some some of the advanced level climbs will be leadable. Mhm. Um, certainly the some of the harder climbs like, you know, 23, 24, 25 yeah. out of 25 will be lead only. Okay. And uh yeah, you know, I don't know. Okay. It'll be,
1: it'll be fun. That'll it be super fun. Um I'm I'm you know, I'm pulling for a good competition. I hope you guys have a great time.
0: Yeah, I mean like, I honestly don't I'm gonna try my best for sure. Um I think so the way the competition works is uh your gym scores points based on the best climber in your category. What they where are they placed amongst all the climbers. So Um, If the best Sunnyvale climber is number one in open, that's how many points they get. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't matter where their other people are, they get that many points. But the thing that does matter is, like, let's say Sunnyvale takes the number one spot and then Belmont takes number two, Yeah, right? We would score just behind them. But if Sunnyvale takes spots one through four... And Belmont, I've left San Francisco out entirely. and I apologize to them. But if Sunnyvale takes the number one spot and number two, three, and four, then the highest number of points that Belmont can get is number five. Oh, wow. So the amount, like, I, we're going to score every, you know, every gym is going to score some points if they have someone compete in that category. Right but you know if if sunnyvale has like the top 10 strongest climbers yeah. in a category it pushes everyone else from the other gyms down to the level where they're only scoring like one point <laughs> that's not good well i mean it's not good if that's the case but that's that's kind of how the scoring goes so it's like it doesn't matter if you just have one strong climber you have to have a bunch of strong climbers to like push the other push the other gyms down so it's like you know but Your gym is most benefited by having, uh, you know, a climber in each category doing well. And the reason that we do the scoring like this is because this is how you do team scoring in youth competitions. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you have a, you know, if you have your youth team going to nationals and you want to know how they're doing, it's like it's the best climber from your team in each category all okay right? so having someone in every category really helps your team uh and then having someone do well in each category helps your team can you only be in one category yes you are either a male or a female and you are in one age group and not more than one.
1: Oh, so it's age group i thought it was like level for youth teams oh for youth teams okay for youth teams it's all age group and okay. your your level is nationals competitor <laughs> So what are the levels at the Friction series then? Uh, we have different ability levels. That's what I'm saying. There's ability levels. Yeah. So it's not not the same. But you can't... So Not the same same. Can you be the, the best in Intermediate and then the best in Advanced in the Friction series? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. So you only get to be in one level.
0: Yeah. So as soon as you do... Uh, you know, the hardest climb that you complete will move you from one category to another. And setters are excluded. I don't know. Whoa. Also, our... Because is a strong climber. He is a very strong climber. Okay,
1: you don't know. As are most of our setters. Yeah. I just, I've climbed with Rolly. I haven't climbed with the other setters yet. Okay. I will someday. I'll climb with anybody. Sure. Yeah, I'm all down for that. Okay. Um, Sounds exciting. I'm excited to hear the results from that. Maybe we can schedule an episode um, either, you know, like right after that. And maybe get some cool, you know, buzz from from the community. And uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's just cool buzz from the community? Yeah, cool buzz from the community. I don't know what that means. Who's the community, me? Well, the number of people who listen to this podcast we continually joke about, but I think it's you, me, my friend's girlfriend, Katie Franco, a um, couple of people from the gym who love to hear us banter, uh, and... I don't know some other people though I will admit the last time I looked at the download numbers we were like up to 19 it's true three of them could be me but we were up to 19 19 downloads for the last episode
0: yeah oh and I didn't even listen to it you've never listened to it I have okay you got mad at me and I listened to all of them that were released up till then oh how was that it was fine. Okay. I got to the I got to the last one, and then I was like, "Wait, we've done another one." <laughs> I remember. Do, I remember.
1: I remember talking to you. That's that's a great segue. Let's jump right into the other one. So when we left off the other one, um, we did not. We were we were in Utah. I was leaving. I was going to Great Basin. Uh huh. And you still had a bunch of climbing left to do. I did. Uh, I will say that Great Basin was awesome. Thank you for the recommendation. As I'm was glad was-
0: you liked it. I think it's a pretty spectacular looking thing. So and I- also the way the, the mountain range just
1: sort of shoots up out of this like super flat land is awesome. It was ridiculous. I get there and it's like super dark at night. I have no idea like and a lot of stuff seems close, so I have no idea where I'm going. <coughs> and so I get there and I'm like, I don't know where to pull over and I don't see like many side roads. So like I'm just on like the road into the park, and there's like this little thing on the left. It's like it looks like a picnic area, and there's a sign that says like the tent with a line through it, so you're not allowed to set up a tent. But I'm like maybe I can just park my van here. So I park my van there. It was amazing. I wake up in the morning. I hear. I thought there were wolves. You're telling me they're coyotes, but I heard like a howling sound in the morning to wake me up. I'm like this is the most amazing thing ever. I have this long-standing dream of seeing wolves or being near wolves. Me too, man.
0: Wolves actually, are awesome. actually, wolves are secondary on my like dream animal okay. encounter list. Oh, wait, what's the first? Uh mountain lion. Mountain lion. Those things are fierce. They are fierce. They're pretty rad looking. They're st- that. if you ever read like the statistics on like a mountain lion. Yeah. It's like, amazing. You're talking about Mountain like, Lions can broad jump like 30 feet from a seated position. You're talking about like they power. Can, yeah. They can jump. From a seated position to a sitting on top of a basketball hoop. Okay, that's pretty scary. That's really scary, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool that they don't try to kill us all the time. They do try to kill a lot of us.
0: No, they really don't. that's okay. that's, that's a big fabrication. If you believe that. So, if you
1: run into a mountain lion, do you scream?
0: Uh, if you run into a mountain lion, you just sort of basically don't don't run away from it. It's basically like most of the time, mountain lions just leave us alone. Got it. And, it, and and from what I'm saying, like they're super stealthy, they're super quiet, and they're super powerful and fast, and they can jump really far. So, if they wanted to be killing a lot of us, they probably could. And they don't. And like uh, someone got attacked by a mountain lion, I think mountain biking in near in Southern California a couple of years ago. Okay, and they were like, "Up oh, first mountain lion attack or person killed by a mountain lion?" At least I can't remember what it was attack or person killed. In 99 years. Like, it just doesn't happen that often. They stay away from people. Got it. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just this thing where it's like, you know, they they wander around, and they're pretty much the biggest thing around. Yep. And they're just like, they look at something our size, and they're like, oh, that's about the same size as me, and I know what I can do. If that thing can do the same thing, i got to stay away.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe they have the same amount of healthy fear that I have for them.
0: I think so. I don't know. They're super cool. I've run into bears um, just, like, out walking.
1: Have you been attacked by a bear? No. Okay. Bears don't attack people. They do if you get in between them and their cubs. Right. Well, I don't do that. Yeah, just avoid that. But in
0: general, bears don't attack people, especially in California. Yeah, well, because they're brown belts. If you go up to areas,
1: what? They're brown bears. No, black bears. Sorry, black bears are the ones that don't. Brown bears are the scary ones. I thought grizzly bears were the ones that were scary. Those are the ones that people call brown bears. Okay, so grizzly bears are brown bears. In general, yes. Okay. Black bears, not a big deal. Yeah,
0: black bears, not a big deal. And by the way, black bears can be anything from
1: black to brown to tan. I know, I've seen a bunch of black bears that are brown. Okay. In Yosemite. Just to be clear. By the way, I was thinking, when I was thinking about themes for this episode, I was thinking about Yosemite. And I'd really like to do a Yosemite-themed episode, but I'd like to do a lot more research before I come in, because I feel like I don't know any of the history.
0: I feel like you still have this, like, guided van trip to go climb I know, that I, I s- owe you. I
1: suck. i have so not, e- not
0: even attempted to claim it. It's not like I've been like, man, I'm, I'm not available. You're just like...
1: Well, I've been, I've been doing a lot of traveling around, and I'm actually doing a fair bit of traveling coming up, so we'll see. I am around next weekend, though, if you want to go to do that other thing. You wanted to belay out what? Goldwall? Goldwall. Sport climbing and gold ball. You ride next weekend? Uh, maybe. Yeah, we could maybe do that. Um, but yeah, no, so somebody's up on our list. Don't worry, it's coming. Okay. Uh, what were we just talking about? Bears. Bears. Oh, number one. So, number one for me is wolves. I have had a thing for wolves since I was 18. I went to Yellowstone. I tried to convince my entire family to get up with me and go see the wolves, but nobody wanted to get up at 2 in the morning to drive three hours from where we were staying. To try and see if we could find wolves.
0: In Yellowstone? Yeah. Where were you staying? Like, it Doesn't didn't take that long to cross we, Yellowstone.
1: We were staying in we were staying in between Grand Teton's and Yellowstone in a place called Flagstaff Ranch. So we were at the bottom, and in order to get to where we wanted to go, it took like three hours to because apparently the wolves are in the north. They were in the northeastern part of the park, apparently. Which is like the best place to find them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so like Nobody would get up with me, and nobody would let me take a car because I was only eighteen and they were worried about their rental insurance.
0: Three hours still sounds like an excessive amount of time. I don't think it takes three hours to get anywhere in Yellowstone. There may have been road work. I don't know,
1: <laughs> but <let's, laughs> you're blaming construction rather than a, a poor memory from when you were eighteen. I, bottom line, nobody want to get up with me and I have had I since, believe that since had an obsession with doing with singles i am I am a like it a, also just sounds wrong. It's like,
0: yeah, let's get up in the middle of the night and go look for wolves. And he'll be like...
1: Why does that sound wrong? They're how cr- are you going to see wolves, man? They're corpuscular. They're corpuscular. It's a great word, by the way. You know corpuscular?
0: Please explain the, how you define
1: corpuscular. Corpuscular is referring to animals that are active during dusk and dawn. Okay. That is the word. I think it's an SAT. It used to be. So apparently there's no such thing as an SAT word anymore. I just found this out. But I think it used to be an SAT word.
0: I don't. I don't know what that means.
1: Apparently there's no. It's a word. The SATs are no longer vocabulary heavy. Oh, interesting. They've like dropped vocabulary. So while you and I had to learn like crazy words like vehement, fervent, Catholic, and by the way, Catholic means true, um, and crepuscular, people nowadays do not need to know that crap. Some poppycock, if you ask me. I think there's merit to knowing convoluted vocabulary. Uh, How else am I going to be think able think
0: it's corpuscular? I wonder if that definition's wrong. Do you want to bet on this? No, not really. But it's nocturnal and diurnal.
1: Why is it corpuscular? I don't know the root of the word. I just know what it means. We'll, well, look at all. Well, that's the thing is that like often you can discern the meaning of words based on their Latin root. Often you can, but not always. And in this case, I don't think you can. How do you think it's? I'm terrible at spelling. C R,
0: O R, P U S, C U L A R.
1: All right. What is the next climbing thing we're talking about? Okay. Uh, The next climbing thing, we're talking about one last thing about PG, and then we're moving on. Oh, sorry. We're still talking about Utah. Tell me about... So that was my thing. Like, I wanted to see wolves. You were in Utah. How the hell was Utah? Uh, Utah was awesome. Fucking awesome. I'm like, you can curse on this thing. We have an explicit rating. It was fucking
0: awesome, bro. (laughs) Yeah, dude. What'd you do? Uh... I climbed at like five different crags that I had never climbed at before. Uh, and it was pretty great. I kind of froze my ass off at some of them. Uh we had like a really cold day and we went to this crag that's in the sun all day. It was awesome. So what limestone all over the place. Was it all was it all sport? Yeah, all sport. Okay. It was super chill. Uh I felt so damn out of shape. So out of shape. Are you gonna change I had no endurance. I'm trying. I'm trying to climb ropes more. Uh, it's you know it's it's been a, a bit of a challenge to to get on ropes more because I my climbing is sort of based around my work schedule. Yeah. And so I like to climb uh, before I start work because I work late. Currently, I work late on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, so I like to climb on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings. But not like mornings like you climb in the morning. I'm trying to, like, I don't need to get there that early. I'm going to start work at like noon or one. Yeah, yeah. I want to climb from nine o'clock to noon. Okay. Not many people want to climb from nine o'clock to noon. But I got one person who was like, Yeah, man, I'll climb with you on Wednesdays. And I was like,
1: Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, uh, so that brings up a thing for me. Like, I went, I took off the other day, at, uh, the other week from work and just sort of said, Screw it. I'm gonna go. You took off the other week from work. <laughs> I just yeah, two like two p.m. I'm like I'm within gonna go.
0: like two weeks of getting back from France
1: for two weeks, and then doing the three-day road trip. Yeah, I just decided I wanted to go climb at the gym. So I, I had a friend who wanted to climb at like two p.m. So I went to the gym and climbed at two p.m. Climbing at two p.m. on a Wednesday is like the best time in the world to climb. I
0: disagree, but that's because you're not at the gym all the time, so you don't know. <laughs> it was amazing. There was nobody there. I had any, like, it was emptier than it is at 6 in the morning. Yeah. And the best time is starting at 9.30.
1: Okay. Nobody there. And on top of that, um, you know, on top of that, it was just, it was amazing. Like, uh, the the entire staff was there. I got to see Vitkoff. And he made fun of my, so I, I left a comment the other week about. Uh, I saw his response. It was excellent. Yeah. So about, about the uh, the spacing in the ellipticals, and and uh, yeah, yeah. And he, I was saying how oh, He called girth. you
0: out for, uh, for having a little bit too much girth to use an elliptical.
1: Yeah, but I mean that isn't the whole point. Is like I'm girthy, so I want to use the elliptical to like get through that. Um, the question that I have for you: What are you doing over there? I'm looking up corpuscular on something that has Wi-Fi. We can just do this later.
0: It's all right. I'm, I'm paying attention. Do, do
1: not quit the app.
0: I'm not quitting any
1: ass. Just scroll to the bottom and click, uh... Go to the bottom and click the safari... The the, the thing that says Safari. It says Safari. No, all the way to the bottom. Yeah, that thing pops up. I was already at the bottom. And that thing. And just type in... I'm doing it. You don't need to
0: tell me how to look something up
1: on the internet. You don't use a Mac. I figured I'd help. All right. I'm going to sing the Jeopardy song. Doo do 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 <laughs> do, do,
0: do, do, do. I'm super do, do, excited do, do, do. for this. What does it say? Corpuscular. An unattached
1: body cell, such <laughs> as a blood or lymph cell. See, that's why you're spelling it core. It's cru. C R U. Crepuscular. Crepuscular? Uh, crepuscular. Well, and
0: you're not saying it
1: right. Uh, just because you can't understand my accent, don't hate on it. Crabuscular? Maybe. C R E. Ah,
0: crepuscular. Does match up with the.
1: Crepuscular animals who are, uh, are, those that are active primarily during twilight. I you know I read it, man. Okay. I'm so that
0: saying. is correct, but I heard you saying corpuscular, and you were not saying crepuscular.
1: I have a spelling problem, that apparently it comes through in pronunciation as well. Uh, okay, bring up the. the I was the, confident that corpuscular was not going to be right. <laughs> There's one at the bottom. What, one. Whatever. What? Yeah. The Garage Band. This one? Yeah, the one at the end. That one. Great. I don't know why we had to talk about what I was doing. I just want to know what it said. I, I'm i glad we talked about it. Like, this is a great. This is great. Okay. So, okay, so you did a lot of climbs. You were cold at some of them. Do you have any that you were like, hey, listen, like, when I go back, I have to hit this one up, or if I'm going there, I need to hit this up? I just, I would really be excited to go back
0: to basically all of those crags. They okay. were all awesome. Really cool climbing. The crowds died down. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, climbing midweek, there was hardly anybody out. Um, I think uh, climbing, we climbed at the. Let's see, where did we go? We went to Joe uh, to the Virgin River Gorge. It was okay. My first time climbing there. Uh, amazing, awesome, super solid rock. Okay. There's a freeway right next to you, and that kind of sucks. Okay. You're in a canyon, and there's a freeway, right next. To which you.
1: freeway? Inter- Interstate 15. OK? Like the one that goes all the way yeah, I know which one that was.:
0: Yeah. And like Nevada to Salt Lake City, like goes through the Virgin River Gorge, and you like you, you like literally park on the side of the freeway. OK? You walk underneath the freeway. And, and they, then you're, like, at your cliff and you just, like, traverse along the cliff until you're at the right one. Uh, the climbing was super hard for the grade, but really, really nice, solid rock. Do they have a lot of grades or is it only really steep grades? It's it's pretty hard right off the deck. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't see... There were some 11s. Okay. But I didn't see anything really easier than 11. Um. That was really cool. Uh there were a fair number of people there on a
1: Tuesday. Oh wow. No. Monday? No. No, we were there Mon No, Monday was the day after I left I left on mon- on Sunday. You left on Sunday. Monday Sunday. No, we, was we yours- took
0: Monday off. So we were there Tuesday. We climbed Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, so yeah we're there on a Tuesday and there are a fair number of people there it, which is understandable because it's like literally you drive on an interstate and then park and you're like you have like a five minute walk to the crag so it's like super easy access I think uh, I think like door to crag from like St. George is like maybe like 20 minutes and mm-hmm. door, to, door to crag from Mesquite which is the first town in Nevada and there's like Casinos there, so there's like super cheap hotel rooms. Door to crack from Mesquite is probably like fifteen minutes. Oh wow! Uh, Nevada from Vegas would probably take you like less than an
1: hour. Were there people with vans there? Maybe an hour. Huh? Were there people with vans there? There's people with vans everywhere, dude. Like people like who's like you could clearly tell. I just slept there and got back up and started climbing. I don't think anyone sleeps right at the parking
0: for the VRJ. Okay. It's it the parking is on the freeway
1: okay it's on the freeway i got that like the third time you said it yeah
0: well like there's like oh i pulled off next to the freeway no this is like on the freeway um so uh and then i went to wailing wall and cathedral at the welcome springs area which was rad um super cool climbing it was hella cold though Uh, and then after a couple rest days we went to Sun City because it got even colder, and we climbed on this south-facing crag in the sun, and it was super awesome. Although, because of road construction, we did some really gnarly, drove some really gnarly stuff in my car to get to, uh, (laughs) like, literally, like, BLM roads across, like, basically, you know, the desert. And like, yeah, this is a road, but, like, it was some rough, like,
1: off roady kind of stuff. I love that stuff. I live for that stuff. Not in my van, but in my Subie.
0: Sure. Yeah. I kind of like it, too. And I had actually bought new tires the day before we did that, and I was super happy. (laughs) (laughs) Because on vacation,
1: you went out and bought tires.
0: I had a rest day, man. I was like, I'm going to buy some tires. And then I was like at Costco while they were putting my tires on, and I was like, I can get a haircut across the parking lot, so I want to get a haircut. (laughs) So you basically took care of everything while you were on vacation. I was trying, man. Did you get to the Wave? No, I didn't go to the Wave. Okay. I got tires and a haircut instead. That's understandable. It's really tough, man. You and I were looking into it. Permit things are kind of crap. You got to like just be like, all right, I'm going to go to southern Utah, and I'm going to spend four days, and then those four days, I'm going to get to visit the Wave once, and
1: that's about it. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I can do that. Someday. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I've kind of taken a derailment from climbing so much and focused on my new and upcoming sport as well called acro yoga, which is awesome. Um, it's basically adult cheerleading. It's socially acceptable, but I need to work on, my, on some strength that I don't have. It's a lot of fun, um, but it, I think it also fits in. The funny thing is the people that I tend to meet who are acro yoga people also have climbing, so it's like I'm meeting more climbing people. But anyway, so like that's I've part, heard that. that's part of the reason why I have not been like as available for going out. So like one weekend I did this training for AcroFit, which is like a beginner version of Acro Yoga. Mm. And that was awesome. But um yeah, some other cool stuff like that. Uh I know somebody who got super into
0: acro yoga, and then uh it sounded like uh It sounded like Acro Yoga is like a gateway drug for orgies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that, that's that's kind of what it sounded like from him. He's like, yeah, like I went to this uh, this girl I met at Aqua Yoga invited me to this party and it was um, open. <laughs> I, listen, you uh, just let me know how it goes.
1: I, uh, if that ever, I just want to hear if that ever happens, I'll let you know. But I think for me, the big thing is it's uh, it's a different level of of. Um, it's a different level of of working and it's a di- so for me it's there is a there is a level of intimacy that is associated with acro yoga because your stuff is in other people's like crotch and it's mildly uncomfortable uh-huh. um, and i will say that i'm i'm becoming as i work more and more through this whole acro yoga thing I'm becoming more and more comfortable with people being near me which i think is a good thing but for me the whole jump from that to orgy is is too far like i'm just not there yet we'll see if that happens but not there yet. I just expect a full trip report on this podcast.
0: <laughs> should should your acro yoga path take you there?
1: We we, we shall see. I am not prepared.
0: suggesting that all participants in acro yoga enjoy orgies. I'm just saying that I've heard things. You
1: can hear things sure. And and I wouldn't put it past some people, but for me, I, you know, I'm like I'm like super straight edgy ish sometimes. <laughs> 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 that's not a know. thing. You can't be
0: I am straight edge all the time,
1: except when I'm some not. Some of the time. <laughs> I am 100% straight edge sometimes. Okay, so I think that the correct term is I'm prudish. Like I am I'm a little bit on the prude side in terms of some of these things. I have some sort of traditional ideas and I'm I'm expanding my brain and my mind and my abilities year over year this, at this point. And so like that's good. Like and, and it's the same with climbing. But We have spent so much time, I think we spent like, I don't know, like an hour not talking about lead climbing.
0: (laughs) Man, you complained about our podcast being short the last few episodes. It was, it was,
1: it has been short, so I'm really excited that it's going long. but let's talk a little bit about lead climbing. Let's do it. So, before I jump in, you brought this term up last time I was listening to the episode, episode seven, which you have not listened to because I didn't post it quickly enough. Uh Uh-huh. But, we use the term whip. Sure. Do you know where whip comes from? I is it watch don't. me whip, no watch me Nene? or is it like or is it from like ghost ride your Whip? or I
0: don't know where it comes from, but it seems like something relatively obvious.
1: It is. It is actually incredibly obvious. It is having to do with a bad lead belayer doing a hard catch on a fall, where you where you do like more than one fall, but like or more than one piece of gear. Or something, you know, the whip that you feel when you have a bad lead Blair. We can look it up on Wikipedia, but that was, I thought it was interesting. I've never heard whip used in that terminology. At this point, it said it's been used basically just to define a big fall. But, like, that's where it comes from. Yeah. Anyways, so... Okay. It was something we talked about last time. Used to me. Talked about whips, so that's a whip. Um... (laughs) So first thing I want to talk about lead climbing. Uh, a couple weeks ago or at one point you had mentioned this whole new thing called an ohm. Sure. And you told me that your first experience you climbed with someone who was significantly lighter than you. Yep. And you uh, you said it was you said it was it was pretty good. It was it's basically a resist a resistive device that uses rope friction to compensate for weight difference.
0: Yes. Do you, do you want to Is there do... a question in there? Uh, t- you, tell you're me about... telling me things that I said, and I agree I said them. Uh, okay. Do you still think that?
1: <laughs> what do you mean do I still think that? <laughs> the truth. So tell me about the OM, because it, like, it won like some awards for being great. It was awesome. Apparently there was a demo night at the gym. I called to try and figure out when it was today so I could put it on this podcast, but apparently it already happened. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, was it successful? I don't know. I wasn't there. Because it was in Sunnyvale.
0: Yes. Well, I was. I left before it happened. You were in. I, Sunny- I did climb in Sunnyvale yesterday. You didn't call me. Why would I call you about bouldering in Sunnyvale in the middle of a Friday? Because mm. it's my home gym, man.
1: Yeah, you also work sometimes on Fridays. I did work yesterday. I actually so yesterday was my three-year anniversary at my office, and it was it was nice. They did a nice little speech for me. I have a new website. Uh, Zach, what was it? I think it's Zach Cohen's van. Z A C K C O H E N S van.com. Zach Cohen's van.com. I tend to make websites for other people, so sometimes they make websites for me. This one's pretty funny. Zach, Zach Cohen's van. Z A uh, C K C O H E N S V A N.com. Check it out. It's interesting. You paused so long spelling your own name just now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. You're like, Z a c So do you have CO... I'm bringing this back. Bringing this back. Talk to me about the ohm. H-E-N. Talk to me about the ohm. What do you want to know about it, man? What do you you think about it?
0: It uh, does what it's supposed to, but it's not as simple as you might think.
1: So when you say not as simple as you might think, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, the geometry of the belayer in relation to the device matters. Right? So, let's say you are belaying someone heavier than you and you've got a belay melon attached to you. The concept of the belay melon is rather obvious. It's attached to you and it's heavy. Yeah. It makes you, as a belayer, heavier. Right. Uh, There's a few things to sort of pay attention to. The ohm works differently. Uh, The ohm the angle of the rope as the rope goes from the first draw which is in this case actually going to be where the rope runs through the ohm yeah to the belayer makes a difference in how much how much the ohm bites on the rope okay so the farther you are away from the wall the more friction you're going to get you're going to get on the ohm the closer you are to underneath the first bolt The less friction friction you're going to get. So
1: So you have to change your belaying strategy.
0: You do. And you also have to make sure that you never, ever short rope your climber when they're trying to clip because the ohm itself amplifies any short Short roping roping. feeling.
1: So I tested it. I bought one. Yeah. And I've tested it. And the general – so Linda took me up. And the first time I went up, I – you know, we fell, I fell on the melon. Like, I got, you know, I did this 5'9 that's on, like, to the left of the double wave. I got up pretty high up there, took a fall, and I fell, like, three pieces of three. So I hung on one and hit two more uh, clips below. Uh-huh. Which is, you know, our, our weight difference is, is close to 80 pounds. Sure. So I came, then I finished the climb, came down, I switched over to the ohm, tried it again. Um, and felt the same place, and rent. So her with the melon was equivalent to her with the um.
0: That's the idea.
1: Yeah, that's that's basically what happened. And then we put somebody else on it, and she wanted me to fall from a lower height. And I said, I think I'm going to land on your head. And she's like, No, 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 fall. So I fell, and I landed on her head. It was light, but I did I did like there was there was definitely like body to head contact. That's a typical experience of lead belaying. Yeah, yeah. I just feel uncomfortable with that. Like, I, that's why I feel bad. Like, I don't want to be a guy who falls on somebody's head. Why? Uh, I just, I, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm worried about hurting people.
0: I mean, like, can your belayer not just be prepared for situations like that? Yeah. Yeah. Because your belayer's that. goal is really to keep you off the ground. Like,
1: oh, she did a great you job. You know, of like,
0: that. You're, you're not going to, I mean, you're almost certainly not going to just slam directly into somebody. Yeah. Um, if you're pulling your belayer up off the ground, then you're already slowing down yourself, so you're not moving at like actual falling speeds. Right. So, I mean, I've I have one friend that I lead climb with who is significantly lighter than me, but she I'm fairly confident I taught her how to lead belay. Okay. Uh and she is is and has been lead belaying people trying really hard and falling anywhere on a route. Yeah. You know, since she started lead belaying, essentially. Like, been belaying people trying hard. Yeah. And so when I fall, she's ready for it. And uh, she belayed me on this climb uh, from the men's final climb from the competition in Belmont, and... That climb and has a dyno after you've clipped two bolts. Oh, God. And so I've tried this. Now, the way it's set up, you kind of clip the second bolt, and it's basically at the same height as your hands. Got it. When you clip it. And then you do this dyno, and your waist ends up around the clip. Got it. And she caught me. And, you know, I pulled her way off the ground, and she did not use the Ohm or Melon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that we have about a 45, wait, 40, uh, 55 to 60-pound weight difference. Okay. Um, but she's experienced and ready for it, and sometimes we end up next to each other. And we actually – there was another climb that I got on where – uh, I chose there were two holds that I had it as an option to clip the fourth bolt and I chose the wrong one and as I was trying to clip my hand just like opened up and greased off the wrong oh, no. hold that hold so I fell trying to clip the fourth bolt and she caught me right did she make it to the she get stuck at the first but clip but she got pulled all the like she didn't get I don't know if she got pulled all the way up to the first clip but she got pulled way up and I actually ended up standing on the ground Okay. So we reversed positions, uh, but like I got caught and I just sort of slowly went down so to the ground as I pulled her up off the ground.
1: If it's who I think it is, I saw this person belaying uh, somebody else at Sunnyvale, and the person took a pretty big fall, pretty high up there, and uh, she got she got like to the first bolt and stuck there, and their their weight difference was not anywhere near what like mine and Linda's weight difference was. So that, that stuff's scary. Like I don't just don't want, I don't want anybody to get hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't as well. Uh, I look for experienced climbers. I don't think you're talking about the person that I'm talking to. Okay. You'll be talking about someone else. I, I'm, I'm very confident that we're not.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. So th- that leads me to another question. So so in the gym, when you, like, let's say you're a top rope climber, you've been top rope climbing. I feel like that's the gateway drug. People get into top rope climbing before they do bouldering and lead climbing.
0: It feels the safest and easiest. It always kind of makes me laugh. I see people that, like, like I watched someone today, like, their climbers climbing up, and they jumped up and took in slack, and they had took in slack to the point where, like, They were shorting? They were actually hanging on the rope. So, like, they, they like, jumped up and took in slack, and it pulled them up so short that they actually ha- like swung towards the wall top rope before they were able to touch their feet to the ground again yes top rope wow okay i was like wow you are taking that guy super hard he he probably doesn't need that much help to get up this climb
1: <laughs> i've seen that
0: but yeah i mean i think a lot of people like to feel the rope like tugging them upwards a little bit to make them feel secure and safe
1: i don't deny that but my question for you is this if you're looking at leading and you're like, "Oh, that looks cool. I'd like to think about that," or "I'm f- afraid of that, but I'd like to try it," uh-huh. uh, what would you recommend as like pre prereq- prereqs to get into that? Like, is it is it comfortably climbing all the ten A's? Would you say overhanging ten B, like five nines? Like, wh- like what is the prereq? I got into it really early. Like, I like I want to do this. I'm gonna learn how to do this. I failed my lead test f- four times, passed on the fifth because I don't think I was ready to do it. Sounds right.
0: So uh, the requirement that Planet Granite has for signing up for our lead class is that you climb 510A on-site, meaning that when you walk up to a, a 510A in our gym and that you should feel confident that you can do it on the first try, regardless of— Which 510A it is. Any—yeah, f- exactly.
1: I definitely was not there.
0: Yep. Yeah. And also that you should be able to climb ten routes in a night, and that's any routes. It's just an endurance thing. Uh, You know, can you get on ten climbs in a night and make it to the top? Yeah. So, I'm sure you could have done that. Uh, Personally, when people were like, "Oh, like I'm thinking about taking the lead glass," I'm like, "Well, if you if and and people will ask not just what the requirements are, but like, you know, how do I get ready for it?" Right, and so I'll tell them uh, in in specific in Sunnyvale. There's a long top rope that's one of the longest climbs in the gym. Uh, it goes at least fifty feet high, mm-hmm. uh, and it's on this sort of slightly overhanging wall. And there's almost always a like low five ten on that wall, it's Where, like a ten A or a ten B. Which wall? Uh, it's the Sun Wall. Got it. Yeah. So. On that wall, so like 50 feet long, it's like 5 degrees, 10 degrees overhanging. Um, In general, I recommend, I'm like, if you can get on that, do climb up the climb, lower down, climb up the climb, lower down, climb up the climb. If you can go three times up the climb without resting in between, you are ready for that class. More than ready. Got it. And the the thing is, is that, you know, you watch people take the class, and if you don't have good endurance, you know, you are going to be fumbling clips. You are not going to pick the best clipping positions because you're new at it, which means that you need to be able to hang on until you can get clipped. And you also need to not feel like you're pumped and afraid to fall, and then be scrambling to try and make clips or scrambling to grab other holds or grab the rope or stick your legs in different spots or down climb in a sort of uncoordinated fashion because all those things can get you into trouble. Yeah. And so we don't want any of that. So we need to know that you have a certain level of endurance. And to me, that, that particular like slight overhang, top rope, being able to do that three times in a row without really resting in between means that you are ready
1: for it. I I definitely was not like I was not ready for the class. I'm glad I took it because I got one of uh, AO's last classes I think, but I um, you know I, I I was not ready and I failed like four times on taking the test. I'll, I'll, I will admit that while I was taking the test, I was training for a triathlon. I was swimming a lot and so I'd go there with like my arms tired and just keep on trying to find it because that was the only day. I could find somebody who's willing to take it with me. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, I just I wasn't there.
0: I should find your uh, waiver and we can uh, scan all the the notes from your different tests. And I would
1: love that. Like I would we not could just post it on your website. I wouldn't just kind of like that. I mean, I would love to hear all the crap that people were talking about me when I was taking it. Like I would love that.
0: I I I object to the description of crap that we were talking about you. These are notes that we're trying to give to the next tester to help them understand what it is you needed to work on.
1: Yeah, but I mean I wouldn't be surprised if man, what the hell is this guy doing taking this test? He is not strong enough.
0: I've never seen that on any any sheet.
1: I wouldn't fault him. In fact,
0: them. our managers are pretty frequent lead testers and I highly doubt that any employee would write that stuff on there for fear of that their manager would see it.
1: Well, the point is like if somebody wrote that I'd give them props cuz that's where I was. Like I was learning. But okay, fine. They're all too nice for it. Got it. Um so this is I kind of like the last question I have for today about leading. And I'll, I'll work on more stuff for our next episode, zero2. We, zero all we've talked about is how to be ready for the class. I'm ready for the class. We've talked about ohm and, and melons. And then no, 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 no. my other question is uh, the following stuff. It's only available in San Francisco. Yes. I have actually never seen anybody ever do it what is the so two things what is it like what fully is it like you somebody goes up to the top of the second person goes in and unclips on their way up and then repel, like comes off like gets lowered from the top like a top rope yes okay um is it something that's, that people actually do in San Francisco uh yeah and what's the test for it
0: I don't know I've never worked in San Francisco so I've never done the test
1: Okay, Are you do you have a pink card? No, I don't. Would you ever want to get a pink card? I don't you, see any reason to. Would you like to train with me so we can both get pink cards? Uh I mean I, I could
0: if you wanted to. I don't see why though,
1: because pink is a cool color.
0: but well I don't I don't have anything against the color pink, but I don't need to follow roots on lead. I'll lead anything that's in the gym. Mm -hmm. And if I can't make it up, it I'll just lower
1: off. Oh, so so the following is is mostly for people who can't make it up. Like it's uh...
0: no, I mean the well, that's the thing. Following is so someone can top rope a route instead of leading it. Okay. And it's a route that only has you can only lead it. It's a lead only route. There's no top rope that you can do unless someone climbs up it and then comes off, and then there's a rope up. Mm-hmm. And you tie into the other end and go up and come down on top rope. Uh, but, like, personally, I have no need to do that. Yeah, I mean. Like, I've done it a couple of times outdoors on routes where I'm like, the first part of this, the first couple clips, looks super
1: sketch and I don't want to lead that. Well, that's. I mean, I think the way I see it is, is it's training for outdoors. I do a lot of training I for outdoors. I don't
0: believe that it's training for outdoors. Okay. just lead something that you can lead
1: lead something that I can lead
0: it's far better for you I lead the stuff that I can lead I don't get to lead I mean, but I, I I understand that some people really want to be able to follow things
1: well I would like to practice following things cause that's like I'm nervous about the outdoor thing and I think the more practice I have with like following and other stuff will help me
0: I mean like I don't think that the gym following really teaches you anything about outdoor following right cause
1: you're not taking the, the you're not taking the quick draw you're not working on any of that stuff
0: Well, I mean, like, following outdoors, for the most part, you're talking about trad stuff. Right. And cleaning. So, you know, I think the the unclipping quick draws that are fixed to the wall doesn't really mean much in that sense. Got it. I find it more of a pain. I'd much rather clip than unclip.
1: Okay. So, uh, last things last. Uh Uh-huh. How was your beer? This beer? Yeah, how was the IQA? Uh, it's pretty good. Does it pass muster as an okay uh, IPA-ish type thing? Yeah, uh,
0: it's maybe not my favorite hop profile, but it's a relatively smooth beer. It's not overly aggressive, and it's definitely not overly sweet, which you often get with a uh, higher ABV hmm ipas i prefer a slightly lower abv in my ipa got it uh not in terms of the actual abv because i don't really care about that uh i'll drink whatever abv is appropriate for the beer but i feel like it's a little bit heavier bodied than i'd like a good ipa to be got it
1: but you enjoyed it yeah nice that's so what I got for today. I think we're. I think we did good. I think time wise, we're like we're crushing it this episode. Thought,
0: did, wasn't there something else in the uh, summary that you wanted to talk about? Uh, am I just am I just getting too drunk?
1: We, we. Yeah, I think you are. So we talked about the ohm, the demo night, midday climbing, mornings and evenings. PSA about talking to my friend Katie Franco. Uh, follow up on Utah. Talked about our animals, like you know the you know spirit animals. Uh, we talked about whip. We did the inside gym lead climbing stuff, and how's the beer? Yeah, we introduced ourselves. In case you forget, I'm Zach. This is my co-host Evan. I think I think we got it. Okay. What? I, I don't know. I thought there was something else you mentioned in your outline, but no. I mean, that's what I got written down here. All right. Um, do you want to do our outro? Sure. I'm still at about two two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> this is the alcohol getting to you. You can't do the math. No, no, I did, did the, ma- the ca- I did, did the, did the, the math. I'm just trying to
0: remember how I started. Uh, this is the South Beta podcast. 402 pounds <laughs> of rock climbing power.
1: <laughs> wow, you're even going down. You're down, you're down another three pounds. Congratulations. That's awesome. I told you, I'm, I'm trying to
0: watch what I eat. I'm trying not to overeat, right? I'm, fucking, I'm getting old. Welcome and to the club, bro. Everyone's getting older. Yeah. But I've... And, and I don't know why you say welcome to the club, bruh. I'm substantially older than you. You're not that much older than me. I'm like five years older than you. How old are you? 37. You're three years older than me. So that's like five. <laughs> I think you've had too much to drink.
1: <laughs> you you were like, oh, yeah, big bottle. Have the big bottle. Um, I did want you to try this because this is a unique beer that you could... Okay, so the IQA... Uh, it's a It's a, It was a thing that was done with, with some people at my office. By the way, from Powell, bottled and brewed for the Palo Alto Brewing Company. Yeah. In San Jose, California. So it was it was a joint venture between my company and, um, and Palo Alto Brewing Company, which we, we know the guy at Rosen the guy who owns Rosen He's the guy who does uh, Palo Alto Brewing Company, and so he. Uh, you guys know the guy who owns the bar across the street. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We have connections. We actually have connections with that and Old Pro. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, so it is. The places that you can try this beer are at. Like, if you're public, you can try it there. If you have friends who work for Salesforce IQ, you can try it through us. But, uh, but yeah, uh, the IQ stuff is where the IQA comes from. and It's an IPA. We have a huge love with uh, Pliny the Elder. Like, our, our people love that. So this was designed to be similar-ish. Um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I I... Have tried it. I don't like IPAs. This is our second batch. The first batch I like slightly better, but not by much. It's an okay beer. Have you done Pliny? Speaking of which, have you done Pliny the Younger? Have you tried that? Yes, I have. So have I. Finally. Um, After three okay. years of trying, I finally tried it. It's, it's not bad. I it's, got really It's pretty intense. I got really drunk off of an eight-ounce glass, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a high ABV beer incredibly
1: i think it's like 10 and a half 11 something like that
0: uh sounds about
1: right yeah anyways you already did the outro we've gone on forever guys have a great thing if you have feedback we, i'll post the twitter handle you can go to our website Southbeta.com. you can email me zachary at zachary tell us what's up if you want to hear about something you got questions let, let us know thanks cheers
0: have you ever received any emails no none <laughs> everybody knows you
1: personally Pretty much. Everybody does know me personally at this point.